When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic, incredible, brilliant, wonderful, special, amazing episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with myself, Hazel Hayes. And myself, Shane Todd. I thought you were going to say himself, Shane Todd. Hazel, you himself, said, Shane Todd. You said to yourself just before we recorded there, you said, you went, right. And it was the most like official mum type thing I think I've ever heard. Okay, children, let's do the podcast. Um, right. That's very official. Yeah. Today we're going to do a podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the right and the now, isn't it, in Irish? I was trying to compare it to, like, in Italian, they have allora. Like, and but it doesn't mean any. It's just a word that you sort of put between other things when you're like, and we're moving on to the next thing. I was trying to compare it and I was like, I think in Ireland, it's when we go now. Oh, we're, or, we're, right. we're the masters of it. Like, I love it. Especially up north. The so it is. Like so after is. a sentence, you say, yeah. you know. It's half eleven, so it is. It's like well, yeah. of co- well, of course, because <laughs> well, yeah. It, it, so, like, why the emphasis on so it is? Like, so I, so it I've is. never got that, but I do. I do use it the other time. There's a lot of phrases I hate that I use. There's so many that, in hindsight, like you never really questioned, but but when you move abroad or you start to talk to people who didn't grow up in Ireland, it's like they make zero sense. I I was in New York recently and ran into an Irish person and of course we ju- you just start because you do you meet an Irish person abroad and you just start talking about Ireland yeah. and one of the things we talk about was the way we say Amantai do you do that Amantai. up north? Uh, well, we would say we would say Ampta wow yeah so for That's anyone like who doesn't know we're saying level. we're saying aren't I as in aren't like I? Yeah. you know I'm I'm a great podcaster aren't I Amantai but but if, if if it was people from home, I'd say I'm a great podcaster, Amta, and people would say, "Wow!" So be, there's yeah, a lot yeah. to unpack there. There is a lot. Amant is like I'm not I, Amantai. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. saying I'm not I, <laughs> yeah. which well, sounds so, so Shakespearean in a roundabout way. Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday, yesterday I was talking to a friend. She's she's just turned 27. It's her birthday, and someone pointed out to her that this was actually her 28th year, which really yeah. like confused your brain and I was like yeah but in Irish you would say I have 27 years like when you turn an age it's like a gum so you you have it now so I was like so you have to think about that now you have 27 you're working on 28 and she's like did you when you were in New York did you get like did you get mobbed much from the podcast was there Yes. Did the mayor of New York, who's at yes. the Blasio, did the Blasio do anything for you? I don't know who I don't know who the mayor is anymore. 
I don't I even think know. I think I stopped. I stopped counting after Giuliano. I was like, I don't give a shit about these people. Um, yeah, no, mobbed. Jesus, I couldn't get from A to B. Shame. Yeah. It was. It was madness. I could. I could barely leave my hotel room. It was honestly. It was like the Beatles. Yeah, um, and I saw that because you posted a picture from Times Square, and it looked like <laughs> so many people had shown up to see you. That like they yeah. were just, you know, in the background. It was so because that's yeah. normally a very quiet part of town. It's it usually usually pretty deserted. Yeah, yeah, no, it was quite busy, and they were all asking after you. Obviously, how Shane yeah. has the leg, has the form, all the rest. Yeah. Um, missed you, missed you terribly. So next time, obviously, we'll go together. We'll get mobbed together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, New York's fucking lovely, isn't it? It's it's very nice. I like what they've done with it. It's nice. not all of it. Are you good, nice. are you about to tell me you don't like New York? Is that what's happening? Look, I li- <laughs> I like New York, but I have a problem with how spread out it is. And even New York isn't compared to a lot of places that spread out. It's not but I, like I don't living like in London. New York is compact. Oh, I don't like that about London either. The way you go. Of course you don't. Well, I'm in the centre, and I've got to go to this place, and it's going to take me thirty nine minutes. Don't yeah. have that be the case. Keep no. it all compact, like no. Belfast. You're in Belfast City Centre. You're going to meet someone else who's in Belfast City Centre. Max nine minute 50, walk. 50. Oh Max. yeah, everything in Dublin for me was fifteen minutes. Now that's because I break the speed limit. But yeah, no, London is probably. I like New York. I like the grid system. I like. I'm on. You know, I'm on I Lexington like and Fifth, and I need to get to 39th and Broadway, and I, I just know exactly the grid system, so I don't really have to think too much. Yeah, I mean, I've been there probably 10 times. I understand the grid system's a great idea, but I never can work it out. <laughs> just just go up to 4th and 85th. I'm like, well, that's great in theory, but... <laughs> like communism. Okay, yeah. anyway. Oh, well. um, Speaking of communism, but- I'm... Ba- sorry, I know we need to get into the episode. I'm balancing my laptop to record this on a mug of Kim Jong-un. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> um, why do you have that mug? I prefer not to answer that. Fair. Maybe don't. <laughs> People's side businesses or their side businesses, let's just leave it at that. You're selling Kim Jong-un merch. I'm going to bring you a Trump saucer next time I'm over. Do you know about children here? Something to do with swans, mate. Something to do with swans. Excellent. We're off to a flying start. hey Okay, so this time we're going to do things a little bit differently. But this is more more of a fable it's more of a fairy tale i thought we'll do a little irish story time this time a long long time ago not in a galaxy far far away in ireland in fact (laughs) once upon a time in old ireland lived a race of people called the tua de danon and they were for all the world I guess the closest comparison would be like the Greek or Roman gods who like lived on Mount Olympus and there was enough, there was a lot of soap opera shit going on with them. And people talked about them as if they were real people and they got, they got sort of recorded in history as though they were real for a very, very long time. And it actually, I think wasn't till, and I'm saying I think, I genuinely don't remember, I think it was about the 17th century that people recording history actually started to treat this as mythology and not historical fact. Um, but for a long time, the Irish believed that this this race of gods had lived on the island and come before them. And they well, f- can I say fuck those historians? Like why? Yeah, fuck them. Why do you? Why all of a sudden you're like, no, they weren't real. Just I think they probably go- found a bone or something. Well, if you had, and same made if you did. 
because as we've established, I, I, li- I like to... I like to acquire bones and take that whatever way you will. But yeah, fuck all that. I mean, mythology, we can celebrate as mythology, but let's cling on to some hope that there were these gods running about Ireland. So they were called the Tuatha Dé Danann and and there they lived and they they had a king and they had that kind of similar structure. But one day the king died and they needed to elect, nominate, you know, Ireland's next top high king, as they they tended to do. So there was a couple of people in the running first. There was a guy named Bove Jarek. Jarek means red. I'm not sure what Bove means. Email us and let us know. Um, so himself, simply. I think it means simply. Simply. <laughs> Don't bring up Mick Hucknell again, please. <laughs> hey, hey! So if there... I showed you a picture of Mick Hucknell and I said this guy was the first ever king of Ireland, you'd a thousand percent believe me. Back when Mick had the dreads, no? <laughs> oh my God, Mick Hucknell had dreads for a while. Not for a while. I'm going to say for the best part of a decade. Most of his career? I just, I totally blocked them out. Yeah. No, he was killing it. Was he? Yeah. Yes. He defied the odds and he, he was, was, he was Lothario. Yeah. So look, Mick Hucknell is in the running for king. The other guy is Lear. Right. Lear is, from what I can tell, a bit of a bit of an upstart. People were not big fans of Lear. He was just, I think, a bit of a Moni Michael. That's right. what I've decided. And so they all wanted Mick Hucknall to be king. And lo and behold, he's he's voted Ireland's next top high king. And in he yes. goes, Lear was not best impressed. And he was kicking up a fuss, moaning. And everyone was saying, listen, Mick, you need to put him in his place. You know, this, this, this can't go on. But instead of sending an army out or causing a big fight with Lear, Mick decided to go a different way. And what he, what he did was... After, sing off. <laughs> so firstly, they just sing off, yeah. <laughs> which went in Mick's favour, obviously. Of course, d- despite the dreads. Guys, a voice of an angel. <laughs> oh, absolutely, the, the voice of an angel, and and you know, Lear didn't stand a chance. They did dance off, which Lear did actually <laughs> yeah. quite well in robot. Very good, yeah. very good. People were cheering. It was it was touch and go as to what would happen. Um, but Mick didn't want to get violent about it. So after um, Lear's wife passed away, what Mick decided to do was offer him, as these men were wont to do, one of his daughters to be his, his wife instead. And Lear, fair play to him, just chooses the eldest. They're all very pretty. They're all, they all seem very nice. But he's like, probably the right thing to do, just the eldest. Right. So he marries Ave, and she's lovely and they love each other. And they're just very, very fucking happy together. And this is great because Mick is off running the country now. Lear is happy, tucked away in his castle with his new bride. And everyone's cool. Everyone's cool for a while. There is peace. Sounds like it's all plain sealed. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> and everyone just, had, everyone just had a really nice time. And then, you know, just continued being, being gods. I don't, I, I, I don't think that is the case because what's missing is some like sniveling wee backstabber to come in in these stories I don't know if you're gonna if this is the case here but there's always just a complete cock that comes along wrecks it for like Dermot remember him someone like that you you really took Dermot to heart didn't you well the the guy wrecked Ireland oh he destroyed our country Yeah, yeah like no doubt about it I just I don't think I'm up nights thinking about him but I have a feeling you are yeah 
Fuck Dermot. Dermot. We Mona. should get T-shirts made that just say "Fuck Dermot." And if we meet a guy <laughs> called Dermot, like you know, it's his, whatever. It's his problem. O'Leary. <laughs> I like Dermot O'Leary. So I met him I. once at a party. We had we had a little drink outside. He was very nice to me. I've done a wee beside him Irish. once. Did you in Dublin? Yeah. Not yeah. in a toilet, just in Dublin. Just in Do- on O'Connell Street. Green. Just uh, <laughs> on that big needle. <laughs> Which deserves to get pissed on, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, no, 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 that's his nickname. Anyway. Um, funny, yeah. funny stories. You were also near the spire. Okay. It's all pointy at the end. Eve <laughs> <laughs> so, has two kids, Fanula and Aid, girl mm-hmm. and a boy. Incidentally, and I told myself I wouldn't bring this up because I knew you were going to make a big deal of it, but I, like, I can't not, I can't continue this story saying this name without addressing this thing. Don't tell me it's the return of our fuck. No, but we have an email about that at the end, actually. Um, the word Fanula, the name Fanula. Yeah. When I was growing up, my my elder sister, whenever we were talking about vaginas, we used the word Fanula. Right. Some people say Fanny. You know, there's various different words, but we yeah. would say Fanula. And I didn't know it was actually like a person's name. This is the ah, risk you run when you call yeah. things by funny names. And then, of course, I grew up and one day this girl turned up in school called Fanula and I was like. You can't believe this. You were like, she's given herself such a devastatingly deprecating nickname. around being called Vagina? Like, what yeah. the fuck? It was very strange for me. Yeah. So I think just let this be a, a lesson my class to people Cock. to not. There was a guy in your class called what? Cock. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No, there wasn't. No. Yeah, but this is the equivalent. Like if you'd grown up Cock your whole... I think people need to be careful telling their kids that body parts are called different things, especially when they're real human names. Yeah, for me, it was always Jimmy. You you would have said, you're Jimmy. So the first time for I penis. met Nesbitt, of course, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Don't Jimmy Nesbitt was the first Jimmy you met, was he? <laughs> no, I think it was actually Neil, now I look back on it. <laughs> I can't think of any more Jimmy's. Oh, no, I can't. Jimmy <laughs> and that's oh, not dear. a guy I would oh, have dear. wanted to oh, miss. No, no, end line now of then. conversation. <laughs> so fucking hell. So she's two kids. We'll give, we'll give Shane a minute. I love, when you, I love how you only ever break yourself. I love how like I can never, I can no. never make you laugh this much. I think yeah. I fucked at it. I fucked definitely, definitely <laughs> did it. But otherwise you just do this to yourself. Okay, so she's two kids. Fanula and Aid. Later on in her life, she gives birth again, this time to twins. And their names are Khan and Fiacra. But Shane, she dies in childbirth. He's distraught, obviously. Poor old Lear. And now he's got these four kids and his wife's gone. And so he believes he might die from grief. He is so grief stricken about his wife's death that he genuinely thinks he might he might die from it. So he pours himself completely into taking care of the kids. Nice. And he spends all his days with them, looking after them, playing games, educating them, whatever he can do, because it's like it's the closest connection he has to his wife now. The way the story's told, it's like this is a nice thing. But actually listening to it, it's like, that's a bit overbearing. They're just with him all the time. So he's not taking them to like soft play. He's not going to... Leave them there. No. It's even said that they they sleep in the same room. They all eat breakfast together. They eat lunch. They eat dinner. They're just together all of the time. Getcha. But also the kids feel quite responsible because they know that without him, he would die of grief. So they're He's got trying to take care of him. 
Yeah. yeah. And again, this is all lauded in the way it's told of like, and he was so grief stricken and the children were there for him. But hearing it now, I'm like, that's fucked up. Right. That's a bit of dependency, I think. Anyway, so life goes on, but he's still, he is still very sad. So to help him along his way, Mick Hucknell turns up again. His name was Bob Jarrick, by the way, but nope. for anyone still listening who is, who is like, that it was not his name. But we're calling him Mick. Mick turns up again and he says, tell you what, have another daughter. Oh, Go Mick. On. Go Would on, you, you will. stop? <laughs> you will, Shane. And so he chooses the next in line. This one's name is Aoife. Oh, again. he parks his grief to be like... Oh, oh yeah, I, no, just... I, just <laughs> it was definitely a test just to see if he really was a good guy. He's like, no, 100%, this is what I want him first. Well, I'll tell you what, Shane. doesn't turn out the way you think. Ooh... He does take, he takes Eva as his wife and she comes and she lives with them. But he pays her no attention whatsoever. Oh, for fuck's He's not interested. Not interested, Shane. Doesn't want to hang out with her. Doesn't want to talk to her. Doesn't set up any dates. There's no flowers. There's no chocolates. No dinner. Doesn't fuck. All he wants to do is take care of the kids. Right. And they're such a tight-knit little unit that Aoife can't get a look in. So she's just sort of off in her own room in this big lonely castle not knowing what to do with herself for years and the kids don't really give a shit about her and he doesn't really give a shit about her and all her family are off in a different castle and she's very sad yeah and again this is not how the story is told the story is told like she's this horrible bitch wicked <laughs> stepmother who comes in and just destroys everything like you were said the sniveling little bitch who comes yeah. in and ruins everything and she is in a way but I also feel for her years go by years and years go by and the two eldest kids, Fanula and Aid, they're, they're a bit older now. They're teenagers and the, the, the twins are still young. And so one day, Aoife thinks to herself, do you know what? I, I could have Lear all to myself if the kids weren't around. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that's a terrible thought. Oh, God, that's awful. I won't think that at all. <laughs> yeah. But she keeps thinking it and she can't stop thinking this thought. She takes herself off for a year and a day a year and a day to try and get rid of this thought. Too long. Complete isolation. She doesn't want to be thinking it's not very nice. And after a year and a day, she's still thinking it. So one day she says to Lear, she says, think about taking the kids um, on a little day trip. Now, when you say day trip, do you mean like laser tag or Nando's or? (laughs) Bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's taking them. She was taking them up to her dad's house, mixed castle which had a bowling alley under like at the end of there will be blood oh not yes yeah, yeah. just there's a whole bowling alley nice so she's gonna take them bowling with me dad lear has not been separated from the kids since his wife died and he was a bit anxious about that but you know she is their mother now and he says okay fair enough you do that so she takes them off away and they're traveling up to mixgaff and they pass a lake lake derivara and she stops and she says, kids, why don't we take a little swim in the lake? It's very warm. Very warm. We'll all have a little dip. Except, you know what? I'm not going to, actually. Why don't you four get in the lake? I'll wait here. I'll stay with the towels and the bags and, you know, that. The way you do. So off they go and the, the four of them get into the lake. And she's sitting there by the side of the lake watching them. And I think that's where we're going to take a break, Shane. Oh, don't do this to me. Oh, the suspense. It'll kill you, but we'll come right back after these messages and I'll let you know what happens to him. Selling a little? 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're on the lake, and Aoife's there, and the four kids are in the lake. What's she going to fucking do? Well, Shane, it turns out and genuinely turns out. And this is how the story is told. She's magic. Like it didn't. I, I read several versions. I, didn't know I listened where. to just out of nowhere. It's like at this point, this is the time when they feel they're going to mention. Oh, and by the way, if it's a bit magic. It's a very Irish story in that, yes, there's no setup of her being magic. It no. just is a thing. Yeah. She's just magic. So she is. <laughs> so she is. Yeah. So she doesn't want to kill the children. She thinks that might be a bit. Well, that's nice of her. I thought so. I thought so. So what she did instead was she took out her wand. She had wand now. Of course. And she turned them into swans. I mean, I'd prefer to be a... No. What would you 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 have liked to be, Shane, if you had to be anything? Koala. Nice. Why? Cute. Chilling in the trees. Chilling in the trees sometimes. Yeah. L- literally ripping the stomach out of tourists. Yeah. So ch- cute. Quite violent. Yeah. 
Okay, that's what you'd be. And that's that's my Twitter bio. Um, yeah, I think actually <laughs> the more thing about it, the swan is in a bad, but it doesn't look like a bad life. I don't know if the swan has any predators in Ireland. Um, I think the swan is quite dominant in 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 the bird game. Well, they did have predators, but then um, hunting swans was outlawed apparently as a result of these swans. Oh. But it is a mythical story, so difficult to say. Yeah, I also know a guy who can still get you swan fillet, so give me a shout. Look, if you're looking, if you're looking a swan body, Shame. email hello at nothistorians.com. I'll be in touch with my swan guy. I'm not, I, the words that were going to come out of my mouth were, is that true? And I don't want to know. I can get I can get you a swan fillet or a Kim Jong Un mug, whatever you prefer. They're the two things that I sell. In return for bones, <laughs> yeah. bones of any kind. It's a barter system. We don't operate yeah. with money or currency here. Oh no, I'm not a weirdo. I don't want human bones. <laughs> I just want exotic animal bones. She turns them into swans, but then she feels quite bad about it, and yes. she casts the spell in such with such jealousy and rage and emotion that there was so much in it that she can't overpower the magic now she can't turn it around so they're fucking swans and they're like well they can't say anything obviously so they're just no. like meh, meh. the yeah. fuck but it's yeah. implied it's implied the fuck yeah she takes pity on them so she can't reverse the spell but what she can do is give them the power of reason and their voices back I'd argue I'd rather not be able to think. No, if I'm a swan, I'm all in. I don't really want to remember like the nice comfy bed and the sofa and the telly and the toast and the yeah. lovely comforts. Of... <laughs> I don't know what toast. I had a lovely bit of toast. Wow, morning. what a life you've led here. <laughs> <laughs> I made fresh strawberry jam, Shane, and it was lovely. And wow. every time I made I put a little bit on toast and I eat and I go, that's really good jam. For anyone who doesn't know or just listen to the audio version of the podcast Hazel is 85 <laughs> but I'm looking well for it I though. made some strawberry jam right so she, she takes pity she says you can have your, your reason you can have your voices you can have your dignity now that's written in the story at no point after this do they ever have dignity I just right. want to be very clear about that but that's it's what it's written down and they're very pissed off obviously and Fanula being the eldest is like seriously bitch what the absolute fuck I don't want to be a swan and she tries to plead with her Eve is not hearing it and she leaves them there on the lake now I don't know why they didn't just attack her because like swans are they can break your arm easily they could break your fucking arm yeah she hightails it off back to her dad's house she gets there and Mick's like oh welcome back welcome back Aoife come on in will you have a cup she says I will he says come here and tell me anyway where, where are the kids she says, oh, they didn't come. Didn't come with me. Oh. Didn't they? No, no, Lear, Lear wouldn't let them go, she says. But something just doesn't feel right about it. Because she said she was bringing the kids and she was acting kind of weird. She probably has that look in her face like she's just turned kids into swans. <laughs> you know that look? It's a, it's a very specific look. Yeah. So he sends a messenger off up to Lear's gaff just to check just to make sure everything's okay and the messenger get now this is this is the bit that gets me right because imagine you're Lear in this situation the messenger turns off and says just, just want to check something there Lear are the kids here are they well no says he no I've I've just I've just come from Mix actually and the, the kids are not Eve is there 
She says the kids didn't leave the house. Lear flies into a fucking fit. He is beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. So he takes off away up the road. And on his way, he passes the lake where she left the kids. So they call out to him. And he's there and he's hearing his kids calling. Dada. He's looking around, where the fuck are my kids? And then he realises that these voices are coming out of these swans, which must have been really weird for him. You think? And you've a kid, I don't have a kid. Like, you can relate to this more. So you're, you're, you're guessing it might be weird if I walked past the pond and heard I'm my son say dad and then I realised it was the swan? I mean, yeah, I would describe yeah, yeah, yeah. it as alarming. He was alarmed. Yeah. He says, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? What has she done? Too much? And they tell him, they say, Aoife did this to us. She's turned us into swans. She's fucking mad. We have to spend 300 years on this lake, Lake Derivar. Then we have to spend 300 years on the Straits of Moyle, the Sea of Moyle, it was called. It was up between Ireland and Scotland. And then another three years on Inishglora. And only then will the spell be broken. And there's some versions that say it will be broken by the ringing of St. Patrick's bell. So Mick gets wind of this. He finds out what she's done. Oh, my God. Grounds her. Obviously. He says, if you don't know me by now. <laughs> then you'll never, ever know me, he says to Aoife. Yeah. So Mick says to Aoife, and I find this interesting. He asks her, what's the worst thing you could be turned into? Now, Shane, you said the best thing would be a koala. Yeah. What's the worst thing you could be turned into yourself personally? Um... Animal wise. Oh, animal-wise? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. That Worst creature, sorry. Um, a slater. A slater? Yeah. Remember What's them? What's that? A woodlouse. <gasps> I don't like them. They were big in the 90s. They were. Was it because like we Mick were Like Mick all... Hucknell. <laughs> like Mick. Uh, another animal I wouldn't like to be turned into would be probably a gazelle. Because in all the Attenborough documentaries and all, they're always just getting eaten. You never see gazelles having a good one. <laughs> if you see a gazelle in a nature documentary, it's about to be eaten. It's going to die. You never go, oh, these gazelles are going to go out and have a good no. time. I saw a lot of them in Kenya. Yeah. And they it looks like they spend their entire lives in a perpetual state of terror. I'm surprised you saw that through a scope. <laughs> They just stand there shaking all the time. They're grazing, but they're like yeah. constantly on the lookout. They never can relax, ever. Yeah, especially when you have a rifle of your shoulder. <laughs> Says the bone man over here. Um, <laughs> what a nickname. <laughs> so Aoife says, I don't know fucking why, right? Don't ask me. She says the worst thing she could be turned into is a demon of the air. That sounds so cool. I just, I just thought, right, if like if your dad's like magic or whatever and you've just turned a bunch of kids into swans and he's pissed off and he's like, what's the worst thing I could turn you into? You obviously go, oh, like a Labrador? Yeah. And then you just get petted for eternity. Oh, I don't know, the strongest lion of all time? You know, you something know I mean? like that. Yeah. Like a lie, obviously, but she didn't lie. She actually told him, gosh, I would, I would hate to be a demon of the air, dad. And in the meantime, everyone is left with these fucking swan kids. So... Lear tries his best, like he, he gets the whole village down, all the two are down and they go down and they, they camp out by the lake and they try and keep the kids company. But it dwindles, you know yourself with these causes, everyone's all very interested for the first couple of weeks. So there they stay, 300 years on Loch 
de Rivera. But after 300 years, they feel the pull to the next place. They can't help it. They just, they fly off. They go to the, the Sea of Moyle. And, oh, Shane, it's awful. Shine shit. Awful. It's up north. The weather is shite. There's storms constantly. The wind is raging. It's bashing the sea against them. It's bashing them against the rocks. They get split up all the time. Fanula has to keep rounding up all her brothers and keeping them safe. And they have these beautiful voices. They have these beautiful singing voices. So while they're on the previous lake, they could entertain people with their songs. And they were like, they were laments. They were sad songs because they're swans now and they didn't want to be. They had these beautiful voices and now they're just off in the middle of nowhere with no one to even hear them. After the end of those 300 years, they feel the pull again and off they go back to Inishglora. Now, this is around where Lear lives. Okay. And they're so excited to see their people again. And you can imagine that goes really well. Oh, yeah. No, he's dead. The two of the Danon are gone. Ireland is inhabited by a completely new population of people. The gods are no more. They don't recognise the place. They don't know who any of these people are. They're all they're they're just dead and gone. Dead and gone is also a song by T.I. Featuring Great. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Don't think it's about that, but you never know. Could be. So Although you yeah, know there's another another song on that album called All These Weird Swan Kids, so maybe it is. <laughs> so they get back to Inishlora. Yeah, everyone's gone. They're very sad. They sit on their lake and they sing their songs. And people are freaked the fuck out. And people are outraged. People come at them wanting to try and kill them and all sorts. But there's a dude there living nearby. He's built himself a little dwelling. One of your mates. He's a monk. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, Malachi the monk. He has different names in every version I read. But we're going to call him Malachi. He protects them and he tells people to fuck off. And he told them all about Jesus, as monks do. They love telling people about Jesus. They love it. Tells them all about Jesus and God and Christianity and, and the swans are into it. The kids are like, oh, that's really interesting. We'd like to be baptised because we'd quite like to get into heaven. And he says, sorry, I can't because you're swans. Yeah, fair. 300 years pass on the lake. They were told that they would that the curse would be broken uh, upon the ringing of a bell. Finally, then one day, the king of Connacht hears about these four magical swans who sing beautifully. And he wants them as a gift for his new wife. So he sends the henchman off. I wish I had henchman. I'd love to have a henchman. Henchman would be Sends good. the henchman off to, to get the swans. But as they try and grab the swans, something happens. A bell rings. And they turn back. They turn back into humans. And at first, they look like little children, all of them. They look as they did when they got turned into swans. But then they immediately begin to age. They're about to die, but they're human now. So they ask one last time, can we be baptised? And Malachi says, absolutely. Now that you're fucking human, I'll do it for you because he's an arsehole. So he does and they get baptised and then they die. I mean, it was going so well. And then at the last minute, it just got sad like all of these tales. Now we're going to get some messages from people to say that we stole that from the French people. We're also going to get some messages to say we stole it from Indian people. Both of which may well be true, um, but that's that's Ireland's version of of the children of Lee. That'll do for us. 
Let's talk about happy things, and that is communication from listeners. Yeah. We've got emails. Uh, hello at nothistorians.com. We've got an email from Freya, who says, Hi, Hazel and Shane. When I saw you were talking about Ned Kelly recently, I went, ah, fuck. Because growing up in Melbourne, when I first heard about Ned Kelly, I couldn't sleep for days. To be fair, I was six. We drove through Glen Rowan from Melbourne, and upon seeing a sign about his last stand, my imagination went wild, and I kept thinking it could also be my last stand. You mentioned his armour was homemade, but his iconic helmet, which is uh, which is what stuck in my head as a kid, deserves recognition. His armour is in the Victorian State Library, and you can go and see the old Melbourne jail, where he was hanged as a tourist, uh, which is a, a tourist destination, or school excursion. And she rightfully asked, why did they make us go there? No wonder I had nightmares. 100%. I hated going to like weird jails and places like that as a kid. Um, thanks for that, Freya. We also how many a, weird jails were you brought to as a child? About nineteen, and that was just on wow. one Friday. I mean, it was just you me and the caretaker. North, though, to be fair. Yeah, it's just me and the caretaker on the trip. Beth <laughs> says it was so exciting to hear you present an Australian story. I'm from Melbourne too, and have fond memories of studying Ned Kelly and other bush rangers when I was about ten. I also remember being absolutely fucking freaked out when visiting the old Melbourne jail. Right here we go. Here's a pattern. Here we go. Um, where they showed us where he was hanged. They told us all to be silent and listen for the draft moving through the cells, which was his ghost still whispering today. Didn't sleep for days. So what I love there is Freya and Beth, two separate Australian listeners, just have the same joint traumatised childhood because of the ghost oh of Ned Kelly. Oh my God. I guess he was presented as like this terrifying outlaw who just went around killing people. But fly us over 100% to go and see him over Oh my God, I was just about to say we need to add that to the list. I didn't know that there was a fucking museum with all this shit in it. Neither did I. Let me have that helmet. I'm into it. Listening, if you want to rate and review the podcast, you can't do that. If you want to tell a friend about it, that would be great. Until next time, Hazel, take it away. We are not fucking historians. We're Not Fucking Historians is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.